and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read this week. Amy, what did we read? We read The Virtuous Widow by Anne Gracie. We did. is a novella. It is. It was a short novella. How long's a novella? Longer than a short story. It's got chapters in it, but okay. it's... Oh, there is some sort of definition on the internet of how many words are in it. 30,000, I'm going to say. 30,000 words. Oh, wow. That's very knowledgeable of you. Okay. Sounds convincing. (laughs) It does. So convincing. Shall I do the spoiler Yes, you shall. Thank you very much. Well, first of all, when is the novella set, Amy? Just after the Napoleonic Wars. So in the Regency period in England. Surprise! Surprise! We are with a woman and her daughter in a little cottage. The woman's name is something. Ellie. Ellie, and the daughter's name is... Amy. Amy. Oh, good wow, name. There you go. Good Great name. name. Spelt different, but Spelt wrong, but still good. Ellie and Amy. And Amy's little. Like she is like four. four. She's four. She's actually kind of around the age of my eldest, so that, like quite resonated with me. She was, I was like, yeah, that's completely how little girls of that age are. Anyway, but she, they're there at night and cute little mother-daughter scene and then there's a bang, bang, bang on the door. Mm-hmm. And the door is quite heavily barred because Ellie and her daughter live there alone. It's established immediately that her dad has died and her, has been dead no, for a year. Her husband. Sorry, I meant Amy's dad. Right. The child's dad, the father of, you know, the child and Ellie's husband has been dead for over a year and that he took his own life. And he left. Because of gambling Them in very poor financial straits. Correct. Even though Ellie was quite high-born and was a lady originally with a good inheritance, like a good dowry, it's all gone. He was a gambler, not a very nice man. Anyway, so Amy has lit a candle to that was a, sold to her by a gypsy to attract her dad to guide her papa home, right? And so that's how they kind of introduce this idea that actually he's dead, blah, blah, blah. Bang, bang, bang on the door. And Ellie sends Amy upstairs and is like... Gets a fry pan. Gets her fry pan, decides it's a really bitter, 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 cold, sleety night and understands that if she leaves whoever it is out there... If there's a person there, they won't survive the night. Opens the door and there is like a crumpled man on her doorstep, insensible. She drags him inside out of the cold. He has a massive head wound and she then nurses him back to health because – and it, the whole thing takes place over less than a week. Um, the, yeah, the, like but it then kind there's of, a little bit of a Then it kind of jumps forward later. in time. Yeah. yeah. But the initial – when I say nurse him back to health, that's not something they've done over – three months or anything. So he is living with them. He wakes up. Um, he has a pretty bad head wound, so he's been attacked. And we don't know anything about him. Ellie doesn't know anything about him, except she's mysteriously attracted to him. And when he wakes up, he doesn't remember who he is. He assumes that they're married because it's a romance novel, which means there's only one adult-sized bed. So but unless also, she was going to freeze to death, she had to snuggle in with him. Also because Amy is really little and she yes. thinks her – and so she calls him She calls Papa. him Papa because she set out the candle to guide Papa home and her dad's been dead a year and she's just four. So she was three – when her dad, who she didn't see very much, 
died, so she probably doesn't even remember what he looks like. So she assumes this man is her dad and calls him Papa. So he wakes up thinking Ellie is his wife and that is his daughter and that he just doesn't remember. But Ellie is like, no, no, that's not the case. This is what happened. You arrived here, blah, blah, blah. Boundaries. Boundaries. And... Yeah, that's enough. That's kind of the story. He has amnesia. The end. She and she's being harassed by the local squire. The end. Who owns the cottage? Who owns the cottage and is lascivious? The end. <laughs> that's so many endings for a really short reading experience. Realized if I go into any more detail, I've told you the whole novella. Yeah, mm. you would have. That's just mm. what often happens to me when I give spoiler-free recaps. I know, but I could have told the whole novella in a short period of time. Are you going to ask me what I thought? Maybe. Just think on the, you know, length of the novel. Mm. Mm. Maybe I don't want to know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what did you think, Amy? <laughs> that would be the shortest. And we're just going to end it there, ladies We're just going to end it there because I've realised I don't really care what Amy thinks about this book. <gasps> Sorry. Rude. Take Ask that back. Again. I'm going to. Amy, what did you think of the Anne Gracie novella, The Virtuous Widow? I really appreciated that I got, Romance novel narrative structure fix in like four chapters. Oh, right. You mean fixes in like got your fix of narrative yeah. of romance novel story. Like beginning, yeah, sure. middle, resolution, sure. happily ever after. Sure. I thought you meant you were fixing it in your head and I was like New. very confused. No, no, no. I was like, you don't do that. Okay, I was like, I want to read something. I don't have a lot of brain space at the moment. Mm. I feel like a romance novel, but mm. the one I was reading wasn't really doing it for me. We'll discuss that one in future episodes. Mm, Dear I listeners. Guess. Yeah. And I'd read all of the other novellas by like Eloisa James and the ones that I would normally read. Mm. Too so you were after something new. So I was after something. When was this published? Did you just I stumble upon it? stumbled upon it because I was like, what else has Anne Gracie written? And I think I actually found it on a website mentioned. It's like a... Um, is it an um, offshoot of a, another series or something? It's a Mills and Boone or it it is a Mills and Boone. Yeah, a magazine or something. Yeah. No, it's just a standalone. It doesn't yeah, seem right. to be an offshoot. It was published a couple, like 2012, I think. Yeah, right. Okay. So... I was like, oh, haven't read you. Gonna read you now. And then I was finished in 35 minutes. Yeah, it was quick. That's what I mean when I said at the start, how long does it have to be to be a novella? Because this was, and I'm not a particularly fast reader. Like, I read it as a physical book, obviously, because the... No, the, there isn't an audio The audio book would be shorter than this episode of our podcast. But it was... Very quick to read. It was, it was probably the quickest complete story I've ever read, and mm. I really enjoyed that. Mm. And I, I get also... what you mean by complete story too. Like it seems like a weird thing to like because surely all novellas are a complete story, but so many we read are actually a build on. Or we already a know the characters, you know, like a or, like a chance yeah. sister Christmas or something, and so you are. Invested yeah. in the world already and, and in the characters, whereas this, so I didn't so many know shortcuts. any of them. Yeah, whereas this was totally created and then had an obstacle and then was resolved within the course yes. of four chapters. And so given that it was a 35-minute four-chapter read, it totally hit the spot mm. and I found myself craving more short romance novellas after yeah. I read it. So if there had been like a collection I would have gone nom, 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 and <laughs> read bookwormed my way through them. Which, if that makes it into the final cut of this episode, is Amy devouring 
the books, the I part was where being you a went. Worm. No, 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 no. <laughs> a bookworm. So strange. <laughs> so the other thing that I thought was quite enjoyable was given the length, there was more character development than I expected, and I liked the characters. Sure. I didn't have overly high expectations of their mm. depth because you do what you can in a mm. short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But they I enjoyed their journey. I had I had some feels. Aww. Yeah. I had my little sort of romance novel. <laughs> yeah, it happens. You know. What about wow. you? I wait, so this is a recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah cool. thanks for pulling me back to the purpose of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I would recommend it because personally I think there aren't enough short form complete stories out there that I know of to read. Sure. And I would love to recommend people get their teeth into them and maybe that will create more production of the form. Slash it might encourage our listeners to do a deep dive into romance novel novellas and then email us the good ones. Yes, that would be (laughs) even better. Which is to bring us back to the true purpose of the podcast. Which is Kimberly's opinion. all of you beautiful people telling us things to read. Right, cool. All right, well, ask me then. What are your thoughts, Kimberly? Well, I... Also read it in record time, and it was one of those. It was one of those ones where, because I also did the same thing as you, finished it, and was like, I could read another novella that yeah. is a romance novel. And I noticed. That I was, was like, satisfying. Oh, she's moved on to I another moved one. On to another one. <laughs> so, like I said at the start, I was like, not the only novella I've read this week. So I just have to think which one we're talking about. But when I read that one, I was like, this one seems longer. Is this a long novella? And I think. It was more the case that this Anne Gracie Virtuous Widow was so quick. Like, as in, it was really an easy read. It all flowed it together really beautifully. It's not going to, like, it's not it's rocking a- anyone's world or no. challenging anyone or reinventing the genre or anything like that. It's very much your exactly what it says on the tin and exactly what you want it to be and exactly what you expect of Anne Gracie at her absolute best, which is relatable characters who are likable and compassionate and kind. Mm. And when thrown together, they choose to rise above the tribulations or trials that are thrown their way by life. And they choose love and support of each other. And that's what it is in four chapters. And I agree with you, Amy, in that the, my biggest takeaway was I've never, and I've read a, we've, we have we've read, read a bunch a of novellas. novellas. Yeah. I don't think I've ever read one where the characters, where I felt the characters really did go on a really nice journey. Like, mm. I feel like when I remember this novella in years and years to come, I will think it was a, a full length book. book because yeah. of how much story she fit into four chapters without making me feel like I was digging my way through this really arduous task or having like a bit of a deus ex machina at the end where you just just go, actually, I've just decided I love you now. And the end, it was, it was really lovely. And, and I also enjoyed because it obviously being a novella, it has to be a little bit of like love its first sightiness. They have to leverage the tropes. They have to for it to work. Yeah. And I understand that and I accept that going in. 
this was probably my most favorite, most easily accepted version of love at first sight of that like immediate connection spark that you then like commit to. And even though their acquaintance might be five days long Mm -hmm. and then they did have a big kind of break because it does jump forward in time at the end of the novella, but ultimately it's still only been that five days that they were Mm -hmm. together or those four days they were together that they're like, actually, no, yeah, I will spend the rest of my life with you. It was believable. It was believable. Like, I bought it, and I normally don't buy into that. I normally re- – I'm a very resistant You normally are like, well, good luck how to much you can I believe it yeah. in a short-form novel? I mean, I believe you. I believe you're going to get married, but I don't believe you're going to be married in five years' time, so good luck, guys. But that wasn't the case in this. I was like, no, I can see how it, – it, it made me believe in, like, when you just know, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I don't normally, I'm a very resistant reader for those kind of narratives. You are so sceptical. In fact. So I am a romance novel sceptic. We're not even having to go back too many episodes where I remember you being like, love at first sight just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's a romance track. I hate it it as a romance track. It didn't this because she handled it really well. It was handled really it was just handled with a lot it was of very, compassion. It was very tight. It was a very tight. Which is interesting book. because it shows you sometimes other things that we read and we're like, oh, it should have just, it was too long. It was, yes. And they I just think that around a lot. for too yeah. long. And I've, it made us think, so we've, again, in future episodes, because then I finished this week with a full length book. And I was like, wow, you know what would have made that better? If it was a novella. novella. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't need, it did not need that many pages. I was at one point on my Kobo and I looked down on my e-reader and I was like, how can I have three hours to go? I've been reading for so long. You could have read this story like 50 times. Six times in that space. It's going to take me longer to edit this podcast episode than it will be for any of you to read The Virtuous Widow. So just go out. just go out and read it. We. I'll reread it again. Are you trash or treasuring it? Oh, I'm tra- treasure. I will definitely. It will be my. I think it will be my go-to novella. Yeah. And Gracie really rocks a novella. Yeah, I agree. Mm, I would definitely get into it. Can we have more novellas than Gracie? No, she can write like full books too. I think full books are more. I think they earn her more money in Gracie's defense. <laughs> yeah. And we want her to keep writing books. So, we do. You know. This cost me like a dollar fifty. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, that's exactly right. So unless you're start, you're prepared to start paying like the full, you know, twenty two dollars or something for a novella, then no. And Gracie, you write your bread and butter books. It's okay. We don't mind. All right. So yes, get out there. Our big recommendation, I would say, this from is this an episode, afternoon tea. Yep, read. Get out there and ha- or a right before bed read. Mm, Sometimes yeah. it's like I don't want to start something new because I don't want to go to sleep halfway through and or I don't want to stay I up. I can't. I have to finish yep. the book. I can't start something new at, at night time because then I go to bed at four in the morning having finished the book. Yeah. I'm much I don't think I that. slept when Harry Potter was coming out. Yeah, I just right. would read it right through. It's also why I will go, oh, my goodness, what about that scene where he said rah-rah and you're like, no memory of that scene. That might have been between, like, two and three where I was just, like, really chugging along to get through this. Yeah. Mm. I just need to know who did it. No, I know, but sometimes <laughs> it's the it's – the, 
the weight. That's part of why I enjoy audiobooks too, is that there's only so fast you can fast forward them. Yeah, that's why I find them challenging. I know. Because I'm like, no, so fast you can no, fast forward them. It's it like up. slow sewing. You have to, no, you have to so settle hard. right in. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting better at that music. in my old age. At any rate, I say go out there and read more novellas mm-hmm. and please let us know. Yes, please. What your favourite novellas are because, I mean, we'll read the books you guys recommend. We are definitely reading the novellas. Like, yeah, real quick. So yeah. if you want to hear what we think about it, hit In, us with novella recommendations. Yeah, you will get a very quick turnaround. And that's all we have time for. Thank you once again for spending potentially more time with us now than you will need to spend reading your novellas. <laughs> <laughs> join us again next week when we'll bring you more spoiler-free re- recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we have read. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.